Department of Promethean Science, stealing fire from the gods to make a better life for you and me. It is Monday, October 22nd, 2012. On the podcast this week, I'll be improvising with Tom Gaughan, who's an improviser I really like. Uh, I, I think watching him, you see uh, a lot of his heart and that kind of uh, emotional depth to his play is, is something that I enjoy watching. And I think that it wound up being something that kind of really anchored our scene um, in a really strong way, so hopefully you'll enjoy it. If you've got a suggestion that you'd like a guest and I to use in a podcast in the future, please send along to the email address at prometheanscience at gmail.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-T-H-E-A-N science at gmail.com with the subject line suggestion. And whatever you care for the suggestion to be in the body, I'll open it right before we begin improvising, and we'll go from there. If you've got any other kind of correspondence, please Feel free to send it to that same email address with anything else in the subject line. Um, let's see. Uh, I guess maybe I don't have so much to say this week. Um, I'm just eager to get onto the scene. Uh, oh, I will say um, for uh, the endorsement this week, you know, it's uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month um, in the NFL. I'm a huge NFL fan, and uh, one of the things that they've got going is uh, ball caps that are in the uh, the awareness colors of just uh, gray and pink. And I'll tell you what, not only is it uh, supporting awareness of a good cause, but all these hats look dynamite. Um, every NFL logo looks great, and dare I say, e- even though it involves pink, a little um, charmingly understated in sort of a pink and medium gray. So uh, if you've wanted to support your team but haven't gotten gear yet and would also like to support a good cause, I recommend you check out the NFL shop. I'm wearing my sweet-ass new uh, Green Bay Packers um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month uh, ball cap right now. It goes with pretty much anything. Um, so, uh, check that out. Um, okay, uh, let's just get out of the scene here, huh? Um, this is Tom Gaughan and I improvising to a suggestion from Charles Pettit, and that suggestion is Irregulate. Okay, so, here's the deal. There is no standard burger at Winkies. We do what we feel. We... Take some feedback from whoever's ordering, okay. and then uh, and then we build a unique masterpiece every single time. I, I, interesting. I hear what you're saying. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I myself, as a gluten free consumer, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, if I were to order one of our burgers, would I be promised a burger that I could eat? I do not know mm-hmm. what gluten is. Interesting. Uh, so, uh, uh, I I guess I wouldn't make that promise. What I would promise you is that you get something that would knock your socks off. Okay. Sound okay? It sounds good. Uh, Follow-up question. Yeah? Would a a burger who we don't know what yet is in it, could it physically knock my socks off because of some kind of side car object? Jesus Christ, Lyle. (laughs) It's a figure. You really are my sister's kid. (laughs) I'm just... Sorry. I mean, you could knock... Sorry. It's... No, it's okay. It's not going to physically... I'll tell you what, I would shake the hand of the man that made the burger that physically knocked the socks off somebody, but 
in all my 55 years, I have yet to see uh, a burger do something to anybody other than make them rub their tummy, maybe a satisfied gasp, or if things go real south, scamper to the bathroom, lickety-split. Okay, Uncle Dan, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Again, if somebody was somebody literally rubbing their belly... So what was your problem with college? I didn't agree with it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just found that most of my teachers were giving me answers to things that they couldn't back up. I wanted sources cited. Okay, sure. Well, you know, I mean, Lyle, I love you. I love you. You're my favorite nephew and always Thank have you. been. Thank you. But, you know, there there's a little bit of... Uh, loosey-goosey showmanship that comes with working at Winkies. Okay. That comes with working in the food service industry altogether. But, you know, we're a, we're a top-end joint for bottom-end prices. Okay. I just... Well, I did a stint at Wendy's, and there uh-huh. was a very strict schedule of cleaning and rotating the gloves that you Yeah, wore. well, that's because they employ people that are essentially monkeys. Oh, I, I don't know that I agree with that. Yeah, well, no, it's... It's people that you could trust to throw a stone, if that's an expression. Is that... I, I think it used to be. I uh, maybe know. I got it slightly wrong. I can look it up on Wikipedia on my phone. No, nah, it's not Siri? important. The, oh. the, you know, the point of what I'm trying to say is that they get morons, you know, and every so often, you know, I'll be on the road, I'll go into a Wendy's, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll suffer through this. And then I may see, see someone who's not dead behind the eyes, and uh, you know what? They're not going to be there in three weeks. They're waiting for their job application to come through for someplace else. But Winkies employs smart people, perhaps still blue collar, mm-hmm. but people that can make decisions, adapt, create. You know what, Uncle Dan? I just wish that I had that kind of outlook on life because, like, when I wake up in the morning, I have goals for myself. And I have good, list, good. I have a list of things that I need to get done, and I cannot go to sleep until I get those things done. It seems and, like you would have done great at college. You know, I thought I would, but I, there was a, a time in my life when I was introduced to Red Bull, and that threw everything out. Oh, and uh-huh. also, Dan, I had a problem. But I'm fine now. Oh, I'm on geez, the straight and narrow. Kid. I'm on the straight and narrow. When I say Red Bull, I do mean Red Bull and vodka. Oh, um, ugh. Well, that sounds like a disaster. And I put some pretty strange things in my mouth, but that doesn't seem like it would taste good. And um, it just seems like it would be bad for your body. Well, it wasn't great. And it did, eventually, I found out, in, include gluten. So it did have me scampering off. Yeah, is this gluten? Uh, all right. So, you know, what? I don't know what it is. It's a new word to me. Okay, that's It fine. could be anything. Do you need to look it up, Siri? Siri? No. Gluten? No. Okay. Because I don't care. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know what it is. That's I don't fine. care know what it is. Seems like it's an invitation to a problem in my life I don't need. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. So and then I, you talk to your mom about your, um, you know, your your issue that, you clear, that you've now cleared up? My gluten issue? No. No. The Red Bull. Sorry. I'm sorry. Issue. She doesn't know. That's why when I dropped out of college, I told her it was for a myriad of reasons and I asked if there's anything she but could do. But you're just a little party boy. I'm a little... You're being a little party boy? Well, I'm a little bit of a problem because I'm a party boy, but I'm also a very strict A-type man. Uh-huh. So I have a list of priorities, but I can't get to them because of my addiction. So yeah, but you're clearing up your addiction. I've cleared my addiction. Okay. So let's get you back but in college. I can't go. I'm barred. 
you're barred from college. Yeah. Jeez, how I, did your mom not find out about that? That seems like a pretty serious... I introduced okay, her to a Red tell, Bull Vodka. What? I don't want to talk about this. Your mom? Yes. Are you... I'm you're not, serious. Your I'm mom not proud. Is, you addicted your mom to Red Bull Vodka yes. and are barred from the university. Yes. I'll do what I need you to do. You know what? The prep counter is not important right now. Let's grab a booth and, like... Figure out what we need to do to get you back on track and get my sister off of the sauce, huh? All right. All right. I'm going to intervene with you, and then we're going to intervene with her. Okay. We're going to use a pyramid scheme-style approach <laughs> Great. That sounds to good. solving pre a lot of problems in our family's lives. Great. You know? It, it was an unforeseen uh, object that you are the voice of reason here. <laughs> you know, I'm, I have... I have an outsized amount of common sense. I realized that I probably seem like a salty individual who is a little kooky. You do. Yeah. But you know what that means? It means I'm an independent thinker <laughs> and I'm willing to get the job done. Yeah, you can. Both making custom burgers mm -hmm. and solving the issues that seem to be plaguing my sister's half of the family. I feel like I'm in good hands. Is this because your dad like left? Is it is dad yeah. leave you damaged? I, I don't want to say it's directly linked. He did, however, before he left, shove a bag of bread into my mouth and taped my mouth shut and stuck me in a shed. I'm not saying it's related. How does that make you want to drink vodka and Red Bull? That's related to the gluten. Ah, oh, that's not a real thing. That's a, okay, <laughs> come on, let's just hit the... <laughs> I, all right, all right, okay. Um, so... Do, am I still employed here? <laughs> and that's our time. <laughs> All right, awesome. I'm gonna set the. Uh, I'm gonna set the dog. <laughs> oh man. Oh lord. <clears throat> that was no? that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was I was awesome. like, you know, I was. Uh, it was funny too because I was kind of like, it, you know, there's there's that notion of you know sort of like straight and absurd, mm -hmm. you know, in mm -hmm. roles. And yeah. it felt like maybe that's what it was going to be, but I was really happy that it didn't play to that exactly that template. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, and uh, I guess I guess what I kind of enjoyed, and I knew that you would be fine with this, is like I like it when there's just characters that kind of just lay all this shit out and then slowly kind of roll it back up yeah. and move on. So it was like I I, I kind of liked that we got to put all this out there, even though a lot of it didn't <laughs> make sense. But, but to kind of dial it back. I think it was, I mean, that's what I like. You know, I think that's one of those things that I liked that there were all those little pieces of detail laid out there that we kind of, I think we kind of made choices about them and then they just sort of orbited our conversation, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know? And it was nice to like continue to sort of like touch each of the, like touch each of them whenever it felt like it was right to touch mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. and then it was like playing like glass bells or something <laughs> yeah. you know? where it's like yeah. okay there's a lot of things that are circulating around us and let's just touch the thing that seems like it's most yeah it seems like it should resonate the most right now yeah. like that it's the thing that's top of mind but then we'll just kind of work that's a perfect way to put it thing, perfect you know? way to put it it was yeah it was really it was really fun I really liked it a lot because I was you know I think that coming off the top it's such a funny suggestion irregulate because it's like <laughs> I don't I'm, I'm going to have to look it up on dictionary.com but I'm pretty sure that that's not an actual construction of a word I don't think that it is, is but that is the best interpretation yeah of yeah it. yeah so it was like I, I mean I just had like this visceral reaction of like 
okay, well, there's, you know, like, the notion of an irregular, or the, the, the to, to make sure not to regulate something, yeah. and then that mm-hmm. just is like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of a funny idea, I'll throw it onto this thing, but... It, you know, I think as we it, just within those first few seconds, I was re, I was realizing like, it, I I I really I was enjoying the interaction between between the two of us, but I was also like I don't want to get this trapped into sort of like a talky clever word yeah, yeah, yeah about yeah. the concept right you know mm-hmm. and so that was I really liked starting with that and just having it fall out that way mm-hmm. um, and then and then like to to. That it was almost like that. Those couple like lines of conversation let us know who who we each were, yeah. and then we could take an emotional turn into like relating to each other and forget what that suggestion yeah. started as. Exactly. Know? Like as I mean, you, the whole thing was pretty irregular, but yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. And it's like you know, as you said, like when it was going, it was kind of like Tetris where the blocks were coming down. And as soon as you said like Lyle, you're you're my favorite. Nephew, <laughs> it was just kind of like all the walls had fallen down. Like, saw exactly where we were. Yeah, and it, it was, was really yeah. And I guess I, j- I tend to veer towards characters who are very, I don't want to say grounded in reality, but uh, experience, they need to, to make sense of the things going around. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, this man who has no sort of regular schedule at all versus a boy who can't live without <laughs> regular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really I really liked that too because it was that you playing that. I mean, it was it was all of the way that you kind of like inhabited that character that gave me the opportunity to like be affected by you mm-hmm. you know I mean like I was was going into it kind of like on one level sort of just like being clever about the suggestion and on another level just making this this character choice and then doing kind of like starting what could just be a, a pretty mechanical teaching scene yeah you know mm-hmm. but it was the way that you responded to those things <laughs> that queries that you put forth that mm-hmm. made me realize the opportunity for a relationship yeah there. and and to start it off was like really fun and awesome yeah <laughs> I mean, that's such a great really that. that's such a great initiation and yeah the first thing i thought of was when you first said that i thought you know behind the counter counter or me and i was like it can't be that so we're yeah. obviously training in some capacity but to, to layer on a family aspect was, there was just, well i think that was yeah it was funny too because i, I think that there's it, I think the first like piece of that scene was so such an interesting study of how a scene can start because mm-hmm. of the things that we were each doing and then the connection that was made and where that pushed the scene instead yeah. of where it could have gone and it really I think it really like speaks to the importance of just making some choices whatever they are yeah. and, and then you know making making some choices and then really collaborating with how to make those things fit together. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, I definitely was like flashing through my mind where I was like, okay, the way that you're asking me questions, I, I felt like maybe that this was going to be sort of like an introduction to an employee mm-hmm. the way that I started. But then the way you were asking questions, I was like, oh no, I'm being interviewed for a food magazine. Oh. And I was like, oh wow, <laughs> this cool. is going to be really fun for it to be like, to, to play a straight absurd scene where mm-hmm. I get to just be like, espouse the ridiculous philosophy of this hamburger yeah. place to someone who is there just to get the facts yes. you know? oh, which yeah. was like oh okay that would be fun that would be a fun scene to play but I mean I think that would probably also I'm so much happier it went this way because mm-hmm. I think that would be a much more kind of it would be a much more self-indulgent scene for me mm-hmm. because it would be so straight absurd and I would just be relying on you to feed me and I would be being crazy right? You know? which is fun which could totally work fun, oh, yeah. fun scene to play mm-hmm. but you know the 
I think it was a much richer experience for us both to have both the ways that we were sensible and the ways that we were unusual and to have those two things kind of like play out next to each other and kind of like have you have those opportunities to be like, I got addicted to Red Bull and vodka (laughs) and kicked out of college. And then I also addicted my mom to Red Bull and vodka. And I got, you know, I got to start to, you know, I started off being someone who was like, no burger is the same. There's no standards. (laughs) Yeah. And become somebody who was like, okay, Mm -hmm. you can lean on me. Mm -hmm. I, I will, I'm stable. (laughs) Well, even like seeing your face, like when some of the things the listeners unfortunately couldn't see, but it's like, your face was just like, it was such like a a character thing where it's like this weird guy who has no kind of rules to his life. was like, (laughs) that's ridiculous. Uh, It was, it was, it was neat to like see, you know, the character arc himself, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it was a fun, I think I really enjoyed the interplay there of like these two, very different characters that, that still cared very much for each other and cared mm-hmm. about communicating with one another. Uh, it kind of reminded me, like I said earlier, like putting a lot of stuff out there. Uh, it reminded me of this, it's a play, but it was a movie also uh, called The Man Who Came to Dinner. Uh, uh-huh. Have you ever heard of uh, is it? Is uh, That's not the po- Poitier. No, no, no. It's, that's, it's that's Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, <laughs> yeah. Different. Uh, but it's about this guy, Sheridan Whiteside, who basically stays in this house with his family and kind of throws the world into chaos. Mm-hmm. But he's the main character. He's on stage for like two and a half hours, and he's got like four different plots going with these different groups of people. And when they're all in the room, it's like that same sort of thing where it was like him jumbling back between these different subplots, but us being like the Red Bull, the Sir, the Burger. <laughs> and it's that kind of thing where you just... It, that same thing that you said, like the the glasses and making them, you know, make their noise. Yeah, that's so awesome. I just love that because it's it's so old old school. Yeah. Movie type. Yeah. Well, and I think you know, I mean, kind of, it's an interesting kind of way to look at it too, right? Because we sort of, you know, I feel like what we're trying to do is capture some some, you know, like reflection of life, and so, you know, it moments have have foci you know where where we're we're really focused on something you know in a moment and it feels like that's what life is about but but if there's not something that intensely demands our attention at one point in time we have so many threads of things that are Mm -hmm. going on you Mm -hmm. know i'm sure the rest of our days are going to be such different things where we're going to be experiencing other people Mm -hmm. and experiencing other things that we do in such different ways from the way that we're experiencing it now Mm -hmm. and so it, I think that's another thing. Another thing I love about improv, and another thing that I th- that is important for me to have extant in it mm-hmm. is like the the uh, the ability to like have a bunch of stuff there. Yeah. And when something demands your focus, like it normally would, go, to be able to go to that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. instead of like even if it's just to kiss off it for a second, mm-hmm. you know instead of being like no this is the thing that we're doing this is the joke it is the yeah. joke it is the joke well it informs the, the character too it informs their past it informs the relationship and um, and yeah even like you said like I, that's something I would kind of always think about is that you know that no two people ever are living the same life even if it's like yeah. a couple where they live together and work together and that like they still never end up in the same spot in their bed if they end up in the middle of the night something yeah. is different and yeah. it's like there's something neat about everybody's different perspective and um which yeah, it just it kind of 
it's like the again another movie reference, but it's kind of like the Matrix where things just kind of fly by you, and you have to choose which <laughs> yeah. one is applying to this particular situation. Yeah. Well, and I think that's you know it's kind of part part of the thing that's interesting about seeing other people, how they live is like to to get a glimpse of what their the construction of what their experience mm-hmm. is. You know, I mean it's like. And I'm interested in that. I'm interested in how people feel, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, and kind of consuming that into myself, and you know, instead <laughs> yeah. of being like, oh, how would how would I feel, you know, or you know, understanding how people feel and kind of like all that, you know, I worry about like, <clears throat> for whatever reason, I worry. I occasionally just worry about like sociopathic tendencies, and then I'm like, yeah. you know, I think that probably is something that a sociopath would never do. Yeah, you know? yeah. I've done that same thing where I've like looked it up and I'm like, I, like I know I'm not a sociopath, but like I, I feel like, you know, sometimes you just kind of yeah, you feel coldness. Yeah, or you're and just kind like, of going through the motions of things, and you're like, I, I just I know I'm supposed to feel this emotion right now for this yeah. person, and I like looked it up and I was like, you know what? I feel like if somebody was a sociopath, they wouldn't even think they wouldn't even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and and when I think about my day to day, kind of like, or why I love improv so much, you know, seeing it and watching it, like, I love watching shows, you mm-hmm. know, I love, and as well as being in shows, but, like, get, getting to um, consume what what people are, are showing me in, in emotionally and letting mm-hmm. that affect me, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I think I've, when I do feel coldness, when I do start to feel like a, so, like, sociopathic <laughs> streaks, it's yeah. because someone is not being honest with me, you know, oh, or like someone is not doing something that, that I feel like someone's trying to manipulate an experience mm-hmm. for me. And then that feels like that's not emotionally communicative. And if it's not emotionally communicative, then there is no emotional value for me to experience. There's no way for me to feel like I'm with them mm-hmm. if it just feels like they're intellectually manipulating me. Yeah. And so then that makes me be like, okay, but if I see someone play that is truly joyful or, you know, if I see something true, Mm -hmm. then it really does make me feel, it makes me excited. It makes me excited for, for people, you know? And that's like, okay, I think I might as kind of like rational and cold as I can be. I think I may be like a really have a great reservoir of empathy. with. (laughs) And I think that's a thing. I think that really is a thing of being so empathetic that it almost cancels itself out. Yeah. And it's a weird thing to experience because I, I feel very much the same, but, uh, but uh, along what you were saying of like people being honest and truthful and that kind of stuff, and uh, I saw that Katie did do one show a while back, a while back, and their suggestion was ghosts, and their form used to be where they would do monologues in, in mm-hmm. interspersed, and I, I really, really enjoy watching personal monologues in a show. I, yeah. It's just one of those Unlike things. Pat Rayner, who hates personal monologues. <laughs> <laughs> what a fool. Sidebar. We all got our preferences. <laughs> yeah. We, I just think there's I like him too. It. Yeah, I really like it, him like, too. I just feel like we all just sync up. But um, she told this one story about, she was like, I don't believe in ghosts. I think it's a silly thing. Uh, and then she's telling a story slowly going on that her, um, her, her grandfather was really, really sick. And um, he was on his way out. And she was closer to him than anyone she knew. And that he would eventually pass. And she was so sad for that day. And then she said, uh, for my own sake, I have to believe that there are ghosts. So that I could possibly see him again. And I was just like... Oh my god! And right, yeah. I was like, oh, and I just recently had a close family member pass, and I was like, that is beautiful. Like that is yeah. such a great place to be and to throw that into the universe. And it was definitely one of those things where my, my emotional 
spikes were just like, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, in the middle of that, you know, just like, excuse me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that kind of stuff where, where people are able to, I guess, invoke that in you. And yeah, I have like lots of playlists on sharing my it, phone. You know, yeah. Sh- the, where they, sh- they expose and share something about themselves that really like matters. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just a really beautiful thing. And, um, uh, I was about to say I have like a play- a bunch of different playlists on my phone where it's like they have different songs that pull at different parts of my heartstrings of <laughs> whether or not I need to be happy yeah. or sadder or more bold or something like that. And if I'm like walking to a show, I gotta play that one. For like this is the, this is the person I need to be today. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's really helpful and impactful, and especially when I'm playing with a group that's that can open up like that beforehand or during yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I've, it's that's a huge part of my process. Music is a huge part of my process, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the... I couldn't tell from your wall of records. <laughs> yeah, in the other room. <laughs> it's sort of like, I, as when I walk down, you know, like, if I... I, I always try to walk to shows. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, I live up here, you know, kind of like off the, off the Rockwell Brown Line stop, so it's like the... Uh, <laughs> which could be a lot of places where that would be. <laughs> um, but, you know, so if I'm walking to I.O. or C.I.C., that's like an hour... I, maybe an hour to I.O. or 45 wow. minutes to CIC but it's so worth it and mm-hmm. I try and plan out that time and I turn down rides to shows a lot oh, okay. just because I'm like I need I want to have the music in my head and mm-hmm. just kind of like feel things for a while oh, yeah. before I get you know sing along to songs mm-hmm. and f- feel you know just come into emotional contact with that's myself. So, you know, that is so I, funny. That, yeah. I, like, that's the same thing that I do in, like, last, last year. And this a guilty pleasure, for sure. But uh, Florence and the Machine, their new album came out oh, last yeah, fall. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of people that love that. And I like, just haven't gotten into it. Yeah, I mean, it, Derek had, uh, Derek Von Barm, again, uh, had kind of, when he was selling me on it, he was like, it's a journey through the hills. <laughs> just just go for it. And I, again, have, you know, was going through a breakup, and I... I put that on and I was just kind of like walking to a show and I was like I am powerful <laughs> I am a good person and it was like one of those things where I walked to it was far it was far away I walked from River North to IO and it was like I just feel good I feel great about myself um, that's that's so funny I'm minus the minus the Walkman right now the Walkman Heaven oh okay that um is is it's just it's like hey we're like getting older <laughs> we, got, we got kids and we're real happy mm-hmm. like life's good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like and I'm just like yes <laughs> yes I love this so much there's hope there's hope I know uh, well it's crazy I'm just like how yeah it, I I am completely mystified by the du- by my own like duplicity where mm-hmm. I'm just like how can I be so fucking sensitive and so cold? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's an over... There's some fuses inside or some knobs that aren't twisted all the way or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely maybe like, you know, I, 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 look, I look forward to hopefully contributing to future generations of my family to make them more stable people. <laughs> but, you know, uh-huh. well, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, the dog went off. So was there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to talk about? Um, I don't think so. We went off on a tangent there, but I think yeah, that, I think even that informs yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's actually the good... That's what I like about the, the, the these pussy conversations is mm. that re- they really, like... You know, if if our improvisation is kind of like a reflection of our like our kind of how we feel about life and it, it, it an exploration via kind of communally thinking about life by creating some 
piece of fiction mm-hmm. that we try and, and live like it's real, yeah. then it's gonna it, it's doing its work if it if it makes us think about things and. Even if we talk about things that, that deviate from precise technical technique, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. That it's that's still good because mm-hmm. it's the scene has done its work because what what you know there's there's precise technical things to think about with the scene, but the purpose of those precise technical things is to make us think about life. Yeah. So if we if we got to talking about life, then I call that a we, did it right. <laughs> we did it right. We did it right. Thanks, Tom. We really appreciate it. Yeah.